You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, this is On Principle, Challenges in Jewish Education. I'm back with my semi-regular uh, co-host here, uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kroll of Salanter, Akiva Riverdale, soon to be the Shaver, incomparable. Uh, incredible thing, really, uh, to uh, to stand and bring your daughter to the chuppah. Must, it, it, I, listen, I know the way I felt, and I think every single father um, dreams, sometimes dreads that moment, but realizes that that is a touchstone moment in their lives. And uh, uh, of course, we wish you a mazel tov, but I know that your your mind is full with the, with, with the wedding that's coming up. Uh, and I also think that you have to also be thinking about the scores of students that you've had, John, um, that have graduated, matriculated out of Salanter Akiva Riverdale, and gone on uh, to Baruch Hashem, hopefully very happy married lives. So I'd like to ask you, as you are now about to lead your daughter to the chuppah, um, how do you, what's the ingredient that allows a high school teacher like yourself, not necessarily a associate or an assistant principal or a head principal, but even just a regular Rebbe or teacher uh, to continue that relationship beyond high school. Because I think when we talk about the challenge in Jewish education, I think one of it is to really make a lasting uh, impact to the point that your teacher is someone that you're actually connected to all the way, uh, even to the chuppah and beyond. Go ahead, John. For the warm wishes, uh, just a couple of thoughts. Um, one thing is, I, I often tell um, parents of kids in sc- in school that you know you should not be disappointed if you find out that your kid has got, let's say, eight or nine teachers this year that he or she is not bonding with and forming a close kesher with all of them. You got to like realize that if your son or daughter has a close Kesha with one or two of his teachers. That's like an incredible, each year, that's like, nobody, you shouldn't have negative relationships, but somebody who's like, you're totally in sync with and you really love and somebody you're totally connected to, you got one or two people like that a year. That's like a, that's like a big thing. And it doesn't, I don't see that as a failure. That being said, you know, one of the things I also tell people is that you want to have one person if out of your high school experience, your kid goes to high school, four years of high school, there needs to be one teacher who your child, when they graduate and they, they graduate three and they get married three, four, five years after graduation, whatever case may be, they want to invite one teacher. And don't invite everybody. They don't invite me. You want to have one person who really made a difference in your child's life that they want to invite to the wedding that's something like, like, you know, that's a measure of success. I say that to the teachers of our school also. You don't have to connect to every single one of your kids and be because every teachers have, you know, different personalities that will connect with different kinds of kids with different personalities. But like our, uh, our school has to operate in a way in which we go through the list of all the kids and try to make sure that everybody's got somebody. So, so you, so 
what you would say in the negative is if you have a teacher who's sort of doing their job well, but has never been invited to any of the weddings of all the students, they're sort of like, hmm, why haven't you made a, a connection somewhere, right? Would you say that as well? I don't want to like, I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, kind yeah. Of. yes. I mean, I basically, I mean, there's got to be some nerd or like, some jock that like you're connected framing, to, right? I don't like framing it like that because that makes it feel like there's, um, you know, like I'm disappointed in a particular, but like, you know, I think there are some people who contribute. In other words, like it's not really a fair thing to say, you know, because like, if I'm a ninth grade teacher and I, you know, and I taught that kid wonderful skills and learning and really helped, and like, but I may not have been appreciated in this particular way. I don't want to give off the impression that that teacher is not valuable and hasn't contributed a lot. I think that, you know, I, you know, I really think the teacher has. I, I think, though, that in addition to all that, it's important that, you know, there are people who play that kind of like kind of role that's a little more central. Well, you know what? Let, 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 let me advocate the other way for a minute. You know, uh, with a story of someone that I, I think introduced you to and expanded in your mind, the Kutzker. Uh, mm -hmm. The Kutzker, as you know, uh, went uh, after he became Rebbe, he went back to Garai where he was, uh, where he had been raised. And he went back and he found the school, the little cheder that he had studied in. And he had a number of rabbeim over the years that were waiting for him to come and be, and they would come, that he would come to them and, and, and talk to them and they would be able to shep nachas. He only went to the very first Rebbe he had, the one who his father, the great Agudas Ezov, had sent him to, to just learn Aleph Beis. And he spent a, a good half hour with this, with this old Malamed. And when people asked him afterwards, I said, you know, you didn't go to any of your other rabbeim. You didn't go to the people that you've had. He said, well, I wanted to go to the person who taught me emistic. The only person who taught me emis, the letters, what they, how to say them was this rabbi. So the point is, is that I guess that sometimes you have to, oh, it takes years till you figure out who was that teacher. You have a child. Look, Leora is how old now that she's getting much? She's, she's 22. 22. Let's say 22 or 23 or 24, 25 is the average age. There's still a lot of growing up they have to do. And sometimes it might take a couple of years till they think back in high school and say, oh, that teacher really made a difference. Maybe yeah. by the wedding, they still weren't aware that that, that ninth grade, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a Hebrew teacher was so essential. But eventually, I think it, I think it, 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 it might not be at the wedding. Maybe it's at the bris or maybe it's at some other point that, that it comes back. Uh, let me say another discussion, John. I know that we're on a, you know, so I don't want to rush you on this. But um, one of the things that I, I, has happened to me often uh, is people call me about a reference, being a reference years after high school. And I'm sure I've called you about students and, and, and you've, we've, we've, we've exchanged ideas about referencing. What would you say is that challenge in terms of being a reference when people call you about a certain boy or girl? I, I, I do no harm. The first, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, again, I, I look at this as I'm not going to lie and I will not uh, about, you know, I, I try, I, I think that I'm generally not living in the world that is so that I read about where there's like all these, like, you know, the, the, the minutia of Narishkeit that's discussed about the, you know, the uncertain for Shiduchim. I don't have, I just don't, I don't experience it. I, I kind of experience it as an outsider reading with people who are complaining about, 
you know, the color and, of the tablecloths and the uh, and, and that kind of stuff. Complaining then making Netflix uh, series about it. Yeah, yeah correct. Like, I, I don't I don't really have that kind of experience with it. But people will call me up and ask about like you know not uh, whether they only use white tablecloths on Shabbos in the home, but those give me a sense as to what what the you know. My daughter's dating this guy. I know you went to your school. What can you tell me about him? Should I be happy or upset? And like, unless the kid, unless I have some kind of knowledge that the kid had some sort of like major, like, you know, characterological um, problem that I would feel irresponsible not to share, um, I'm just like, you know, your daughter likes the guy. Go for it. It seems like a, <laughs> seems like a great guy. They're probably going to be. They're probably going to be disappointed because they want what they want to hear. I guess from you is some of the the way they were in high school. I guess what you, what I would do. I'm just let me just you know if I would be in your shoes is say look. I'm going to be honest with you, but on the other end, you have to realize I'm going to tell you the person's strengths. Obviously, you can't judge uh, a person from their high school days completely. Um, you know, I mean, they did want to judge Brett Kavanaugh based on on that, but that is something I think right. in the extreme. So I think there is something to to uh, you know to sort of. To, to... I find I find that usually, again, my experience has been that when parents have contacted me and they don't if they want to know about this kid, whether it was like from my school in Florida, whether it's here, they want reassurance. It's actually less about the kid. It's much please, like you know, they want to know. They'll reach out to me and say like. Are my uh, are the mechutanim like normal people, or are they, or am I in trouble? And so, that, <laughs> I, I actually will be a little more honest about that, I see. and like more trans. Because, like, listen, at the end of the day, you're the one not you're not getting married to your mechutanim. Your 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 son might be getting married to their daughter, and like they like each other, they're great fits for each other. Call like a vote, okay? So you might not be, you know, vacationing with your mechutanim in. Uh, the south of France. Okay, shkoyach. You'll find that it's not about you and your and the mechut. You know. So, in other words, although you will give some information about the orneriness of the other family or the niceness of the other family, you're also going to downplay to the people who call you. Yeah, I've, so, I've said to parents. I've said to parents, like, listen, they're not your the parents that you're gonna. You're not like buddy going to be buddies with them. I don't, but they're nice people and good people. They're just not not your. Speed personality wise, like so, you're not, you're not. That's not why you get married. It's not an arrangement. So if people call you uh, for references about the family. Sometimes you're going to say, "Look, it, I, you're going to instruct the people calling and telling them, look, it's not really my place to give you uh, private information about the family of, of of this boy or girl's parents." What about uh, John? Um, uh, sometimes we have students that really feel connected to us and we know it. We don't have to worry, uh, you know, that, uh, that we didn't make that connection. We know it's there. And they're actually asking us for advice. Uh, do you ever, are you ever put in that situation where, you know, the boy or girl has come back from Israel is already dating and is calling you up for advice. Does that ever happen? Um, no. Actually, I, I feel like I should have a good story for you for this, but I actually, like, it's not, I'll tell you, it's like, if I, I, uh, I don't think I've had, I think that like what ends up happening, my experience has been um, with the girls in this story, they're not reaching out to the, the rabbi who was a principal, you know, they're reaching out to their, you know, the female teachers that they connected with, I think I've definitely heard from 
my colleagues that girls will reach out to them more for guidance and discussion, that sort of thing. But I, I'm not, I'm definitely not getting that. The boys, the, the boys are not calling you up and saying, you know, what should I look for in a girl? What, what do you think is the type of girl that's good I, for I me? I'm very much not getting that. I mean, I, I would feel like I, would, I wish I had a good story for you. I feel like there's two possibilities. The kids who are going to my school, that's not, they're not, you know, I, I don't think they're looking it, to me for that sort of guidance is like, that's not the kind of role I play in high school is like that Rebbe type who's like giving them like that, that personal guidance. I think that if the kids who are looking to the Rebbeim for that sort of guidance are often looking at, you know, kind of other Rebbeim and yeshivas in Israel or, oh, or you know, no, to be honest, that that's like one subset. I think most of the people, most of the people I'm looking at. Are, they know, they know what it's like to go out. They know. Yeah. They're used to dating. They're used to socializing. Yeah. So they don't really need their Rebbe, quote unquote. Well, it's to, like, to yeah, it's, it's like a much, again, I'd say by and large, it's a much more, you know, they're, meet, you know, they, uh, they're, they're meeting their, they're, they're, they're meeting them in um, college. They're meeting them right. in the summer program they're working on. Or if they're older and graduated already, they're meeting them, whatever kind of social setting, they might meet them in the Upper West Side. They're not, they're, yeah. I, I don't. I don't play that role in my in this world. I see um, the way that I think Rabbeim in the you know a little more uh, yeshivish world kind of play that role. Sort of, and they sort of have to because of the lack of familiarity some of the students have. You know, yeah. there is what I will tell you just on my own case, and maybe you can maybe you've mm-hmm. also had that experience, is that even though I was like a teacher, I was a Jewish history teacher, and sometimes only a, a minor Rebbe figure in their high school life. But they ended up uh, gravitating towards me when they went to base matters and other things, and I became uh, a, an address for them for shilas that would come up. I I had a pretty heavy um, uh, schedule of teaching Hassanim. Of I'll teaching tell you an interesting thing. So, so I'll tell you a very interesting thing. I, so I I personally am not doing that, but I'll tell you a thing that that came up very interestingly. We have a couple of uh, several teachers here on staff. A uh, few teachers uh, of our female teachers work um, kind of. Also, as Yoetzet, as a Yoetzet, and also some of them, even those who are not necessarily Yoetzot, um, we have I think we have a couple on staff who are Yoetzot, some, and but I think as far as I know, I think three three staff members who kind of work relatively regularly as Kala teachers, um, and it's m- mostly with um, graduates, not only, but a lot of them are graduates of of, of SAR. Who they, who come to them because they know them, and I think there's something that I, I love that and like want to cultivate that and like build that up as a as something that you know these teachers should um, should focus on. Again, it, it's it's a it's a wide range. It's like you'll get the frumer, you know, people who are planning on keeping all of Taras Mishpacha Kedas Kedin, and then you also have people who are marginally connected who know they should be doing something. And you um, need to and you need to teach them the minimum. Otherwise, yeah, you have a problem. Right. I, I, can, I, I know that amongst uh, I, I know that amongst uh, you know uh, people, Kala and Hassan, and Hassan teachers, I think there's definitely debate as to you know to what extent do you share with the perspective Hassanim and Kalos? Uh, What's the, what, what is the Rabbanon and what your yeah yeah, yeah correct okay I, I, you got to know your audience though and if you're talking to somebody. Is uh, you know again I, maybe not everyone would agree with this, but I think that you know somebody who's you know marginally involved uh, to 
you know, convey to them what the Dioraisas are. If you think that if, if they think everything is the same and they're going to throw everything out, I would imagine it's probably, you know, better to include, to kind of delineate. Right, and these are shayos of Shlomazaman is dealt with, and so is Rebel Yoshev. When you're dealing uh, Adin Steinzaltzavashalm, also that we talked about in the previous episode, so yeah. also talked about how to frame it. But I think here's my point, John, that sometimes the Rebbe in Israel or the Mora in Israel is too distant. And yes. sometimes it's back to where they were in high school that they feel they can turn to in terms of getting the type of guidance. So maybe that's something that the the, the male teachers there could also be working with in terms of the chasanim. Let's say one last point here, John. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just mentioned some of the Gedolei Veretz Yisrael. Uh, it was it's well known that Rav Chaim Kanievsky and Erzol Gazunzai and Rav Steinman would be mafsik from their learning, as intense as that was, if they could do something in terms of making shaduchim. If they heard about a shaduch, if it was their ability to do that, uh, the beauty of making shaduchim. Do you ever find again, since you get, especially in place like SAR, that you not only are you a teacher, but you're an advisor, and you it's the open halls, the open classrooms. You know the students, and with the shabbatonim in so many ways. So, do, have, let's say in yourself, have you suggested a number of shaduchim through the years, or do you expect your teachers to be involved in helping make shaduchim for your students years after they graduate? Yes, I mean, I, I I wish I was better at this than I am. I, my wife, see, you sound like my wife right now, who often like laments that anytime there's a, you meet somebody who is, uh, you know, single and looking for a shidduch, don't you know somebody? She says to me, you, know, you taught so many kids and, and I try and I, and I sometimes will make suggestions and have ideas. Um, I, I don't know if, I don't know if I get credit for uh, any particular shidduchim. Um, I wish I had more, I wish I was better at it and, and more mindful of it than I, than I currently am. Um, that being said, nothing gives me greater joy. I really get such tremendous joy when I go to a chasana and both the chasana and the kala were my students. Uh, that's like, you know, as opposed to, you know, the, the typical kind of thing where the kala was my student. I'm invited to the chasana and I'm dancing with the chasana and I've got no idea. I don't know anybody on the, on the, on the men's side. Right. Um, but there's something that's very, I don't know, inspiring about it. And, you know, when, it, when it's two kids who met each other in, in my school, I feel great about that. I feel like this is, a, you know, uh, I feel just great. I feel great that I was able to be a part of it in whatever kind of small way. Um, but, uh, yeah. Right. So again, you know, obviously, look, I've, I've put you on a, on the spot here because I know that for things that you appreciate and admire, but you aren't necessarily a, uh, a pace setter in, but, you know, I guess when it comes to, um, you know, suggesting, and obviously in the modern Orthodox situation is different uh, than it would be in the yeshiva places, as you said, but, you know, a shatran isn't just making the suggestion, as you know, the shatran does a lot more than that. Um, especially if the Shafman becomes uh, many times the place where the uh, the discussions about how the uh, the dates are going, how things are happening. Uh, there's a reason why Shatchanim take fees. It's not just because they suggest the name. There's also something else there. And, and, and again, it's probably wrong, as you say, to, to ask teachers, Rebbeim, whatever you want to call them, um, uh, instructors in your school, 
uh, to be so personally involved. But uh, as we know, caring for a student is caring for a student beyond the years of high school. I think that's really the I theme of what we're I talking about. I think it's a very good point. I think it's something, I think that's a, I think that's a shifting the needle in a certain way there is the, to do it in a way that feels like a more like authentic, uh, that feels like it makes sense in an environment like ours. I think it would be, you know, the, you know, the, the typical kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the shadchanas as you were sort of describing it with the kind of the, consult, the, the consulting and seeing how each date's going doesn't feel like the kind of thing that, that resonates in this, in this world. But I think something that is a little bit more mindful of trying to set up like, you know, a, a way in which we're actually taking a little more control of or more interest in creating shiduchim, um, I think is something that's, uh, that, that's important to, 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 for us to do. You know, you know John, without uh, telling tales specifically, I know that although a lot of the kids who attend SAR and some of the modern high schools, uh, as we've said, are quite proficient in speaking with girls, they're used to it, and they're able to make social connections. And after they graduate, they don't have much uh, such a hard time. There are others, I wouldn't call them nerds, but ones who maybe didn't necessarily have the social graces, didn't necessarily even fit in completely. But for some reason, they did end up in your school. And I think some of, uh, I, I think it's probably behooves you and the staff to be aware of that, that those are the, those are the ones who are probably going to need a little bit of help. And they would love the fact if you would keep up with them because you realize that they're not going to put this way. The Yeshiva Shevelt, they're not going to be able to go to Yeshiva Shashatcha. On the other hand, they're not going to be able to make the social uh, the social introductions the way others are. And I think for them, you, wouldn't you agree that there might be a, a, a reason to to sort of finger those students and keep an eye in a in a in a kindly way, and give them a call and see what's going on with them? I think that's a I think that's a I think that's a really good point. I, I agree with that. You know, I know that there are certain organizations or groups that have been set up that you know in the modern world, the modern Orthodox world also, like, you know, I'm, I mean, I know why you has a, has its own little, why you connect. I just worked on the website. We were about to celebrate our 500th engagement. I think that there is an element for that, but I also think that you're right, that if we made it front and center and well-known to our students that we can play this role in some capacity for students from it's like maybe a little bit more challenging um, you know, I, I think that's I think that's something that'd be important for us to do. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Well, look, we as we all we all whenever we talk, John, uh, it always comes out of a sense of appreciation yeah. of what you're doing, but also uh, a sense of how it could even be greater and yeah. better. And as somebody who's especially now in the who is not only has children in the parsha, but is really has experienced the parsha. You'd like that, that type of nachas to be shared uh, and, and, and be able to spread it out throughout. Take care, John. Muzzle tov again. We'll catch you hopefully a couple weeks after the Sheva Brochus and uh, with another exciting, fast-paced, incredibly interesting and who knows, really meteoric <laughs> on principle. Take care, John. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.